that's one of the things that I got most out of Casper, that nourishment for encouraging me to continue this and taking it seriously. It's uh, more the ability to be honest with myself and bring joy to people, which is a lot of what I'm doing now. Bringing entertainment, bringing excitement, bringing people together, that's, that's something that I really love about what I do. Welcome to Season 3 of Spotlight, focusing on alumni working in the arts as emerging artists. Join us as we find out what Casper graduates of years gone by are up to in our Where Are They Now series. Our next alumnus is Michael Giglio. Michael is a Freeman Catholic College graduate and studied the many facets of acting training at the Anthony Mindel Actors Workshop, the Sydney's Actors School, NIDA and Tony Higginbottom, one of Australia's leading casting directors. Recent credits include work both behind and in front of the camera, where he's been an assistant director and actor for The Script of Life, assistant director for several episodes of the award-winning web series After Nightfall Season 2 and the soon-to-be-released independent film According to Otto. On stage, Michael was John Jack Simpson Kirkpatrick in the play Simpson J202 at Cashula Powerhouse, which portrayed one of Australia's best-known war stories, the classic tale of Simpson and his donkey. Welcome, Michael. Take us back. What years were you involved with Casper? When I was at Casper, it was 2009. So that was like yesterday, right? Yeah, just like (laughs) yesterday. Um, And then I left Freeman in 2014, so year 10, and I moved schools. And that was my last year, 2014. So during those years that you were involved with with Casper and the ensembles, what particular ensembles were you involved with? I remember doing the huge, the spectacular, is a similar thing to School Spectacular where all the Catholic schools got together and put on this huge performance at the the late entertainment centre. Do you remember which particular show that was? Tell me a story. So you were involved in um, various ensembles, including uh, vocal and drama, and um, and did you do some dance as well? Any of the dance ensemble work? Oh, there was a bit of dancing, and everything, a bit of movement. I was a sailor at one point. Excellent. So you've played multiple roles. Is there any any particular special moment that you can recall of your involvement with the ensembles? Yes, one of my favourite memories was the tell me a story experience, is because I get to meet people from all over Sydney. But also there was the Lockie Leonard human torpedo tour with Roger. That was in itself an experience going and to different schools. Roger was the drama. He was the director. He was the company director. He was open and honest with us and we had a great old time with going around different, different schools. Where do you think your love of acting actually began? What do you think is your earliest memory of, of being involved in acting? Probably just being the centre of attention as a kid. I loved just making people laugh, being a fool. My siblings, my, mainly my mother, laughing and encouraging that. Uh, and that's where it starts, places like after-school drama classes. And that's one of the things that I got most out of Casper was that nourishment for encouraging me to continue this and taking it seriously. What drove you to pursue that career in the arts? Well, it wasn't money, I can tell you. It's uh, more the ability to be honest with myself and bring joy to people, which is a lot of what I'm doing now. Musician-wise, I'm also in a band. Bringing entertainment, bringing excitement, bringing people together, that's, that's something that I really love about what I do. Have you found your involvement in the creative arts has it helped you and assisted you in your own personal growth? 
100%. I think drama school for me was the most growth I'd ever gotten as a human being. Just uh, even, I don't want to sound entitled or arrogant or anything, but truly it, it was a time where a lot of the focus was, can I be a better person? How does that make me a better artist? And a lot of those two things are linked. Uh, yes, so I, I wear many hats. Uh, I'm currently part of the uh, PYT in Fairfield, and uh, it's run by Kaz Therese. She's awesome. We're doing different training programs, different mentorship programs with this class. And also skills as an actor helps me with uh, the assistant directing work that I do, knowing how a set runs, knowing how people work in day-to-day life, just being able to, to connect with people. And it, it just makes life feel fulfilling rather than I'm searching for something that I haven't quite found yet. Every day is, okay, what can I, what can I learn? What can I, who can I engage with? So I never feel like I'm struggling. Beautiful. What do you think your greatest achievement's been since leaving school? That's, uh, that's a big one. Sure is. I would say personal growth more than anything else. Meeting people, like-minded people, and being able to collaborate with them and hone my own skills and learn from them comes along with personal growth. Having that ability to work on myself and continue to be open and vulnerable. And they're two key words actually in the creative arts that we are actually quite open and generous community, but we are very vulnerable too, vulnerable souls. And so when we sort of lay ourselves bare, it's really quite exposing. You know, it can be a bit scary, but there's a bit of a thrill to it as well, isn't there? 100%. That's why I find this fulfilling because I'm presented with opportunities to really expose that and be vulnerable and be open and connect and people connect to that. Tell us about your move into film and the roles behind camera. So how did your work on stage uh, help you with production roles in in such shows like, um, you know, award-winning web series like After Nightfall? I kind of accidentally fell into those by just putting my hand up and saying, yes, I'm, I'm available, uh, I'm free, I can help. I, I studied behind the scenes, behind the camera at acting school. So I knew a little bit being on those sets with those, with those people really taught me a lot with the expectations on the actors, but also how hard it is to make a film, all the thought that goes into the process. So what did you learn by observing such directors as um, Wayne Blair, Peter Androkides, you know, Wayne Tunks? What was that like watching them as directors? Well, they have a job to do. And I think directing is a, is a hard job because you have to think about all the elements of the production. Choosing the right people to work on those sets with you. Choosing the people who are going to collaborate with you. And if you have the right people who know that and know what they're doing, then... I think that it's just the cherry on top. It makes your whole job so much easier. What do you think the best advice is that you've been given? The best advice that I've been given multiple times is just be yourself, which is one of the hardest things I think you can do because you're always changing. You're always growing or moving forward or things happen. There are just moments where you need to check in with yourself and say, oh, how am I going? What am I doing? But being yourself... And staying true to that is one of the hardest jobs. Marlon Brando says that that's one of the things that people relate to. When the audience sees an actor or a performer just being themselves, the audience relate to that and wish they were in that character's shoes. So I guess 
that's the best advice I'd ever received. And I'm still working on that. I still haven't cracked that. I think you'll always be working towards it. That's the nature of our industry, isn't it? So you mentioned Marlon Brando. Do you have any other maybe role models or inspiration? Yes, I have an ever-growing list of role models. Right now, Phoebe Waller-Bridge um, has that show Fleabag. She is uh, a writer and actor, and she just made her own work. And it was hilarious and witty and terribly heartbreaking. So right now, I, I, I want to be like Phoebe Waller-Bridge when I grow up. What's your dream gig? I would love to work on a big-budget Hollywood film probably directed by the Russo brothers, or I'd love to work with Taika Waititi because I think Taika Waititi is one of those directors who is an artist and being around that uh, would just be a pleasure, privilege to work with. Tell us about your, your creative process. How do you actually go about creating a character? That's a scary word, character, because to me it implies you have to create something that's not necessarily real that I got stuck in my journey as an actor. I have to play this this character. I have to I have to walk different. I have to sound different. I have to do all these things that distract from the truth of what that character is. And this book that I'm reading by Anthony Mindell, his whole philosophy around acting, which I'm agreeing with, is that the character is you. At the end of the day, it's just you. How you respond, how you think, how you feel, how you move if you're in the moment if you're listening to what the other person is saying to you and you're in the moment your body will naturally react truthfully to whatever you're presented with but at the same time i say this this is the process that i've discovered for myself and things work differently for different people so i would encourage reading the the great acting teachers read about them read their philosophies Read about Stella Adler, Uta Hagen and Stanislavski, Robert Meisner. I like Robert Meisner's philosophy. That kind of parallels with Mindell, but Mindell's a much more updated version for today's industry and for today's climate. Uh, read about them. Try them. Everyone has a different way of going through and finding the character. But at the end of the day, if it's truthful and it works, then, you know, who cares how you get there? Find what works for you. What works for me is listening to music, going through and empathising with the character's circumstances, even if they haven't happened to me. Where in my life uh, have I felt this way about whatever specific thing that sort of is similar, but not really to whatever the character is experiencing? So how important do you think that work with the script before you even hit a rehearsal room is in terms of your overall preparation? I think the preparation is a very big word. You need to do work. You need to, on one hand, understand the script. You need to find the beats, find what the character's objective is. You need to understand that, but that understanding needs to not only be intellectual, but also you need to feel it. Acting is a, a visceral experience where you are receiving and giving providing information and that isn't something you can't play an idea of that or people walk away saying oh i didn't i didn't like that the reason why they didn't like this because it wasn't believable it becomes more of a memory test as opposed to um, the areas that you're actually discussing with your creative process how did you find it when you were in high school having to work with the monologue 
my process in high school was very much competitive. I want to be the best. I want to show the teacher. I want to get the highest mark. I want to show everyone that I have the loudest voice. I want to show everyone that I can memorize the most lines. I can get the edgiest character. (laughs) And it's fun and it feels good at the time. But I guess this is me looking back at it. Hindsight's a lovely thing, isn't it? it? Yeah, hindsight. I could say anything and say, oh, this is how it used to be and how I feel about it now is very different. Sometimes it is a memorization process, especially for monologues. I, my advice for monologues, especially during high school, is be specific to who you're talking to and what your opinion is of that person. And I find it's different because your tone changes and your voice changes and your intentions change. If you're talking to a little old lady, 85, 95, you're talking to her as opposed to if you're talking to a stadium of 80,000 people, depending on, on the monologue, or if you're talking to yourself, you're doing Shakespeare or soliloquy or you need to understand why you're doing that and why would someone talk to themselves what's going on for them to be able to get to that point the only way they can figure things out is if they talk to themselves so that memorization yes but also understanding why what do you think the challenges are in creating creating your own personal career paths you need to wear different hats and you need to honor those different hats because it is a it's a tough tough industry being in the arts. There aren't that many jobs, especially in Australia, unfortunately. You're battling with your ego and that, then you're losing sight of why you started this whole thing in the, in the first place. So you ha- kind of have to let all that go. Honour your different hats because that's what makes you unique and that's what sets you apart from everyone else. It is competitive and instead of putting yourself down or putting other people down for their successes, being supportive really helps with that. And do you find you have to make your own opportunities? Yes, 100%. I'm currently writing a, um, wrote and shot and directed uh, my own pilot episode for a, a web series. And that's great. That's just what you have to do. If you're passionate, if you're an actor, but you're also a passionate writer, write something, meet other writers, go as hard as you would with acting as you would with the writing. What advice would you give to a student studying the arts? Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid of what other people think. People are going to judge you all the time and you can't please everyone. My friend's grandfather, he's this Irish guy, has a saying, do what you do, be yourself. And that's my advice. Michael, thank you for taking the time to chat with us about your creative arts journey beyond school. It has indeed been a real pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs>